Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louise Varton in the studio. Uh, Jody is actually out this week traveling. Jody Everton, our co-host, we miss you. We hope you have a wonderful time with your family in Delaware. Enjoy your trip, safe travels. And instead of Jody, this week I have a very special guest co-host. Carly McCutcheon, top equestrian. <laughs> she saw that up on the screen when we were having a little check spellings and things, and she goes, I like it here, I think I'll stay. <laughs> top equestrian. Thank you for being with us. Thank it's you. lovely to have uh, such a well-known name from such an incredible family, um, and we spelled it right. Uh, her brother actually... Um, Picked the spelling and the mm -hmm. and her name right. Five yep. year old when he was five, Cade decided yep. on your name. I think he did very well. It's very pretty. Thank you. Uh, we're going to start off with some news. Then we're going to have Dr. Adam Kayot joining us by phone. He has actually promised me that in the next couple of weeks he's going to pop up here in the studio uh, and actually be in the Showcase Properties studio with us for the show, which will be fantastic. We look forward to that, Dr. Kayot. Um, we would like to send out our prayers to, um, to Ian Lampert. He is our Captain Jack on the show and usually runs our board for us for the live show. We want to send out our prayers and best wishes to him. Um, he was not very well over the weekend and had to take a visit to the hospital and is recovering at home. And we certainly hope to have him back next week. But until then, Gigi, our director, who is a... Um, Fortunately, Jack of all trades and master of all trades, I might add, um, is running the board for us today. So thank you to Gigi. She is absolutely phenomenal. And Ian, we send you all our best to you and your family and hope you recover very quickly. Uh, after Dr. Kayot, we're going to talk to Carly for a few segments about her various uh, career and success in the horse world from reining to hunters and jumpers and more. So uh, certainly a wonderful horse girl and very successful. I already told her she's definitely going to the Olympics one day. Uh, and then we're going to wrap it up with um, Dr. Roland. And he is actually at Epic with me before I pretended to be a horse last week at the rehab center, which was quite interesting. And we'll have that for you later. He's going to wrap us up. Uh, telling us about Rulan University and um, I think that's a real uh, huge asset in the horse world. Wonderful for people to get that kind of education from an expert in the rehabilitation field for our equines. So that'll wrap up the entire show. But starting out with some news, I'm really excited that Live Oak International is going to make its return in 2022 and we certainly missed it this year, uh, March 3rd to 6th. Uh, the combined driving event, absolutely incredible in the Longines FEI World Cup, uh, North American League as well, the show jumping, and uh, that'll be the CS I-4. So we're actually really looking forward to that uh, four-star event. 
and the combined driving, of course, is always very exciting on the Saturday. Spectators always love that. Have you attended Live Oak International before? I have not. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's absolutely an amazing event. It started out for years just being the driving, and then they added the show jumping as well to it later on, and it's just a, a wonderful way to spend that weekend. And everybody loves it, tents everywhere, and people watch the driving wow. and the the combined driving through all the obstacles and oh, really exciting stuff. So uh, don't forget that upcoming, we have Ocala Last Chance. That's at World Equestrian Center for the Pasofinos. And um, that's actually sponsored by Piranha, one of our sponsors, uh, big supporter of the horse world, of course, at World Equestrian Center. And that's August 6th to the 8th. And you know, the Pasofino people know how to put on a show. And I just tell you, that um, the extravaganza they had recently was absolutely amazing. Um, and it is one big joyous party, as well as top professionals competing uh, and really impressive, amazing horses. At the last one, Dodger Adam Kayot was actually there um, doing the lameness exams on the horses as well. So that was a win-win, but just an absolutely beautiful facility, World Equestrian Center. Carly, yeah. if you're in town, you've got to come <laughs> to the Pasofino show with us. Uh, you really, have you ever ridden one? I've never. Oh, we need to change that. <laughs> I can change that for you. I had never ridden one either. And on my third ride in the Pasofino, I showed. And oh, I wow. won a ribbon. <laughs> but it's not all about the ribbons. Is it? Not all no, about It's the not all about the ribbons. <laughs> it's not all about the ribbons. But you wouldn't believe that if you saw Carly's photos, because in every photo I have of her, I think she has a ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Comment uh, below on uh, on that template there, Piranha. Um, it's not all about the ribbons. If you have a comment, we'd love to hear from you um, about that, how you feel about ribbons. And when you go in a competition, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about um, your horse and, and the way you're performing? And actually, Carly and I were just talking about Hunter's versus jumpers and later on when we chat to her a bit more in the third and fourth segments um, we'll talk a little bit about the difference between those for those that don't know and um, kind of how being a hunter really makes you think about everything you're doing uh, and uh, and focusing on that as well so that's an interesting topic um, for conversation in a little bit of news that I read today I was fascinated to find out that a veterinarian has created a new type of temperature taking device for horses. And it's actually supposed to help with um, detecting early signs of sickness. Carly, with you in the show world, um, obviously it's always a concern yeah. about transmittable diseases and things. And this little device actually attaches to the underside of the dock of the horse's tail. For those of you who don't know, the dock is the part at the top of the tail. Um, and if you, you see on this, and if you're actually watching this, you can see this device is actually attached. Um, and it's supposed to be quite comfortable and it actually monitors the temperature of the horse throughout the day and actually delivers the information to an app on your phone. Wow. So if you have concerns about your horse, maybe has spiked a temperature or showing some symptoms that might concern you, that you might say, mm, this is a way that you can actually monitor the horse's temperature all day and on your phone go, yeah. oh, look, it's normal. Yeah, that's extremely <laughs> So I think helpful. that's really neat. I think that's something that we'll be, we'll be really excited to, to learn more about that as that progresses. As I said, it's actually invented and created by a veterinarian. So um, that makes me think that it's... Um, you know, there's definitely something there that's, um, that, that's definitely worth checking into some more and following up on. And I would think a fantastic tool. Oh, um, for sure. Especially. That's, that's yes. happened to us before where we have been taking temperatures. And one of my jumpers, actually, I won my first Grand Prix and then he got sick the next day. And so I feel like if we would have been able to catch that earlier, that would have been good. That right? would have been something that was helpful. And in this day and age, with technology like it is, and with us always with these on mm -hmm. us, you know how wonderful that so we handy. can, you yeah, know, access. Sure. Yes, and this, and not sticking it up the. Right. Always <laughs> a good thing, right? <laughs> when I think about those old-fashioned thermometers, you know, and. All of that, yeah, it's much, much better. It seems like a, a wonderful creation, as I said, especially for the show world when there, there are concerns, you know, about how fast once one horse gets sick, 
the quicker you get that horse quarantined and away from the other horses, obviously that's better for everybody. So if you have a horse that does suddenly spike a temperature, knowing that, you know, that to me is just a uh, all around a win-win for everybody, especially um, racing, showing, you know, any competitions where horses are up close to one another in a, in a facility. Yeah. So I think that's brilliant invention. So coming up after our first break, we're going to have Dr. Adam Kayot joining us. We're actually going to talk about laminitis. We're going to talk a little bit about green grass and how that affects some horses uh, that gorge themselves, especially at this time of year with all the rain that we've been having. Grass is growing very, very quickly and um, it's definitely something that we need to be concerned about uh, with our horses. So we're going to get some tips um, and some things to look out for and some advice from Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care coming up in just a few minutes. Stay with Carly and I will be right back. show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the Showcase Properties Studio with co-host Top Equestrian, Carly McCutcheon. And joining us on the phone, top veterinarian, <laughs> Dr. Adam Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> top of what we don't know. But top of something. <laughs> top of something. <laughs> so, um, Dr. K, I was reading a rather interesting um, little write-up on laminitis today um, that referred to horses and ponies on grass as similar to Americans gorging themselves on um, sweets and fast food. <laughs> right. Right. 
and the similar yeah. problems that that causes with metabolism and uh, such things as laminitis certainly uh, can be the the end result of that but um, little bit concerning at the moment because we have a bit of a feast or famine situation going on with um, the fact that we had no rain for so long and it was so dry and now it's been absolutely chucking it down and the grass has suddenly started to grow and get quite lush and green and I imagine that's something that causes you some concern and alarm and some farm visits. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. As soon as, as soon as we can't keep up with the mowing, uh, I start seeing um, horses. You know, my my practice changes a little bit. You know, so uh, yeah, it's it's something that you see this time of year, um, especially when you go from uh, kind of almost a drought situation to to the tropics where we live, um, and, and and the grass just becomes so lush. And it's it's growing uh, like mad, and it's producing sugar, and that's one thing that that it does well when there's plenty of rain. And some of our some of our horses really can't handle that, um, and they have a hard time dealing with that. Metabolic syndrome is a is a big problem in our horse population, and the long and short of it is is that these particular horses have a hard time processing the sugars that they ingest. And when they can't process those, one of the one of the main um, symptoms of that is um, laminitis or the horse's foundering. And uh, I definitely see it. And I think you know the horses that are you know I want people to be aware of are these horses that are your quote unquote easy keepers. You know, basically mm-hmm. they get fat on air. Those are your <laughs> those are your those are your uh, most likely offenders. And the ones that you have to watch out for the most. So if you notice that your guy is particularly, or gal is particularly a little plump, and you think, man, I hardly feed him anything, those are the ones that you got to watch out for on this type of grass. And I say that this time, this type, this time of year, because um, of the sugars. The other time that we see this is in the fall, when the grass is starting to go dormant then the grass um, also concentrates its sugars. And so we'll, we'll have this round basically two times a year. But um, when Louisa asked me about what we wanted to talk about, I just, you know, and I'm driving through the rain this afternoon. I was like, let's talk about <laughs> grass and, and grass founder and laminitis and, and some metabolic syndrome. So those are things to, to watch out for. Um, you can assist your horse in just maintaining their diet and, and being aware of that. Some of these horses have to be put on a, on a basically a, a dirt lot and fed basically rubbish, not a whole lot of, of anything good, but uh, you know, it can save their life. And, and, and a lot of owners obviously have a hard time with that because you know, they're your friend and you enjoy, you know, giving them treats and giving them bananas and giving them apples and carrots and, you know, cookies. And, and this is a real problem. I mean, you know, because, and, and I'm the bad guy on the other side that says, no, no, you can't give them any treats. No, they have to wear that muzzle. It's so, so cold. You know. I was actually about to ask you about muzzles. I was going to say so. Do you recommend muzzles if there isn't a um, a dry lot that somebody absolutely. can put a horse on? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we all cringe about muzzles, and you know it looks bad, and, and you think it's a, a nasty torture torture device. device yeah. But they they figure it out. It just slows down their consumption, right? They can't just take gobfuls gobfuls of, of mouth you know mouthfuls of, of grass, and and um, they have to work at it a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah. But be be mindful as well that some of them are very smart and will yeah. figure a way to wiggle out. Yes, or, that's, yes. That's the point. or they'll have their buddy pull yes. them off for them. You know, their buddy and their pasture mate will um, assist in that matter. And yes. uh, yeah, you have to be you have to be aware of that that yes. definitely can happen and, and it's not uncommon. But now, is know. there a is there a time of day, Doctor Kayot, that it's better? if you are going to let the horse out for a little bit, if it's not actually already suffering from laminitis, but you are concerned about, like you said, an easy keeper, um, and you are going to turn them out certain hours a day, is there a time of day when the grass is 
is less likely to be a problem or do they just gorge themselves um, like people on a diet do <laughs> whenever they can? <laughs> well, I, I, I say, yeah, there, there, there is a time typically, you know, midday, your early morning and that sort of time overnight is not great. Um, a little bit later in the day is, is a little bit better. Um, but here in Florida, really, there is no real great time to do it. But if you were going to do it, I would, you know, wait to turn out, um, you know, after lunch kind of deal until till dusk or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you can do that. Yeah. Yes, that would be the preferable time of day. But ideally, obviously, if you have a horse that's already got signs of laminitis and, yeah. and, begin, and, and beginning to go in the wrong direction, you probably can't have them out at all. Um, yeah, no, uh, no. At least not without a muzzle. But then, of course, you've got to um, fight with the fact that exercise is really good for these horses. Yeah. So then you've got, you know, it's important if they are still healthy enough to be exercised to get some form of exercise absolutely, every day, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Exercise helps, um, absolutely. And if, you know, you, these metabolic horses, they don't necessarily have to, have to founder or have to get laminitis, but... These types of horses that are your easy keepers, exercise is great. And a lot of times we'll, your, your veterinarian will put them on, um, we typically put them on a, a thyroid supplement that basically make them a little hyperthyroid to speed up their metabolism, mm-hmm. which helps. But exercise is just like for us, uh, a great, um, great help in that. And it helps control their weight and, um, you know, just like us. So. Uh, exercise if you can um, that that's that's awesome yes other signs other than being an easy keeper what are things that people should be looking out for with horses that maybe are prone to this you're going to see some sore footedness right oh yeah yeah you can see short sore footedness I mean these horses that are prone to it they're going to have these fat pads a lot of times over their over their rump over their tail head even over their back and side they'll get these fat pads <laughs> A uh, crusty neck is very, very uh, common to see, and um, so those are those are outward signs. But um, obviously, if if you think your horse is starting a, a bout of laminitis, uh, <coughs> if he's starting a bout of laminitis, they won't want to walk, and they'll be very reluctant to walk. And when they do, they act like they're walking on eggshells. They'll be they tend to not want to turn so if you want to turn them they'll they'll not do that maybe they'll even try to rock back on their hind legs to get their weight off the front end um so those are those are telltale signs telltale signs and yeah. that's and then it's time to call call yeah, the vet call. yes yeah absolutely dr chaos we're at the end of this segment um if you'd like more information Peterson and Smithy Equine Hospital and Complete Care, 352-237-6151. And Dr. Adam Kayot is one of their ambulatory vets. And um, they'll be happy to answer any questions you have. Dr. Kayot, thank you so much. Great to be here. Yes, talk to you soon. We'll be back on the Horse Talk Show in just a few minutes. We're going to start off our top equestrian segments with Carleen McCutcheon. Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
watching. She's like only 15. Look at her. She's like a superstar. And I said, oh, I need to have her on the show. So I started trying to track her down. Carly, thank you so much. Oh, and uh, there's a little gift here from Piranha, one of our sponsors. It's a little goodie bag with some um, some killer stuff in it. Literally, the wipe and spray. You get to try these. It's really nice. Equine spray and wipe. Um, this is Shine Baby Shine. Awesome. You probably can put that on your own hair. <laughs> and Aloe Pro Shampoo. Oh. So very nice little goodie bag there for you. Oh, thank you. You are very welcome. There you go, my dear. Um, so we're going to start out talking a little bit about how you started riding and how old you were and your family. Obviously, I told you it's got to be a f four or five years ago now, but I interviewed your dad on the phone. Um, a long, long time back. Um, I should, I should say, um, before Gigi, BG, before Gigi. <laughs> that should be an expression, BG. Yeah, before Gigi, and it was really, really nice to talk to him. And what an incredible family you have, first of all. Um, how old were you when you started riding? Um, I've been riding ever since. Like, I could yeah. remember ever since it was. I could sit on a horse. Yes. Just because that's what my family does. That's all we do, and. We're just very passionate and about horses. And you love it, yes. I love it, yeah. Yes. I these, little, these little guys here are really cute here, if you're watching us. They're, um, they're adorable. So what is it that got you, obviously your family, um, being so involved in the horses? But what kind of... I know a lot of people who have families who have horses, mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily just love it. What is it the most that made you love horses the most in the beginning? The horses. <laughs> just the way they are, just, right? I just love them. They're just... They're incredible. They just mean... This one's yeah. great. I like this, right? <laughs> that one means a lot to me. So when you started out, um, did you start out reigning? Um, when you I've started always, competing? I've actually always done both. Have for, you? Yeah. Just, I just love to show horses, and I love to you know, accomplish something with my horse, and I think that's why I love to show... Not and. We're competitive too. We're a very competitive family and we want to win, but I just love being around the horses and just competing with them. How old were you the very first time you competed and did you compete in English or Western? Um, I think the first time I showed might have been a walk trot on my little paint pony. <laughs> she was blind in one eye. <laughs> she was a perfect pony and I think I it might have been Five, five maybe. Yeah. young, little. Yeah. That's amazing. So talk a little bit about, tell us a little bit about the sport of reining first for people who don't know very much about reining. Your family is very famous in the reining world. So reining is a Western discipline. Um, I show quarter horses and um, it's very different from the hunters and jumpers and the reiners. The horses are a lot more broke to the bridle and to your leg. Um, when you say woe to the horses, you take your legs off completely. It's just, there's a lot of difference between the hunters and jumpers and the reining. Um, you know, I, I, when I see you like in these photographs, <laughs> competing, reining, and then I think of seeing you going over the jumps at World Equestrian Tent, I think, is it really difficult to <laughs> reprogram your mind mm -hmm. when you get from one world to the other because I think about me I grew up writing English my entire childhood all the way until I moved to America and I did mm -hmm. eventing and show jumping and then I came here and I got a western horse and a western saddle and I've just trail ridden ever since <laughs> uh, other than one horse that I got off the racetrack that I retrained to jump all I've done is trail ride western so for me it's like an, almost a total switch later right. on in life right but for you, you've got to kind of go boom, 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 <laughs> like this back and forth. Is that difficult? Is that a hard transition to go from one? And do you feel like you're more familiar with one world than the other? And sometimes you feel almost like a little out of sorts popping back into the other? Well, I show 10 months of the year. I'm always showing. Um, and I show the hunters and jumpers a lot more than I show the rainers. So I get to be on a jumper majority of the time, whereas in the rainers I kind of have to show up and show. I don't get to practice as much. Um, so I'm definitely, I'm a little more comfortable in the jumper ring than I am in the reining ring, but 
I love to do both, and I want to keep practicing and getting better at both. And it's but you're just... killing it in the reigning world still. I see you're like, aren't you like the youngest rider ever to win? <laughs> what was that? Um, I was the you're... youngest rider to make the level four finals of That's the future. That's it, <laughs> yes. So obviously, even though you're not training as much in the reigning because you're doing the jumping, you're obviously still killing it. You're 15, right? <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Thank you. So tell me, how do you balance like school and all this? Um, well, I do online school. I've homeschooled for uh, not that long, a couple of years. And it's definitely helpful, especially because this is what I want to do. I always want to ride horses and hopefully turn professional one day. So um, I get to put a lot more time into it now that I homeschool. I don't have to fly back and forth to go to school and I can just travel with it. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And how do you do as far as your grades and everything when you're, you do good? Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive because I don't know how you, how you juggle all this at your age and manage to, to be so successful. So um, tell us a little bit about the World Equestrian Center experience. So um, you travel all around the world and you show in a number of different places. But um, what do you think about World Equestrian Center having competed there now? It's amazing. It's like going to Disneyland with your horses. It's just, it's unlike anywhere I've ever gone before. It's amazing. Everything is perfect and very well thought out. And it's yeah. just... You don't want to go anywhere else. It's an amazing experience. Yeah, it you doesn't don't get want any to, better. Yeah. No, I, I have to agree. Having come to a couple of the Grand Prix and watched them and just walked around at night and mm -hmm. been like, this is unbelievable yeah, for the horses, really for the competitors, uh, everything. Mm -hmm. So where's your home base? Um, we're from Texas, kind of like the Dallas area. That's where your family mm -hmm. is kind of based. And then right. you, so every time you compete here at, at work, do you fly in and out or do you stay for? So we just, it was our first time to be here a couple of weeks ago and I did the first two weeks of the summer series and then I flew to Oklahoma City for the reigning derby and then I flew back just a couple of days ago and we'll be here for three more weeks. Wow, so you're <laughs> gonna compete on the Saturday night um, Grand Prix for the next three? I'm gonna try. <laughs> How is it um, to compete against so when I was watching you the night that I was I videoed you and watched you wow um, you were competing against some big names in the show jumping world big names people three times your age um, who've been doing this for a long time how does that feel is that like a little um, into oh I just got the one minute so hold that okay. thought okay <laughs> I'll ask you that question again, coming back in okay. just a moment. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes on the second half of the Horse Talk Show. Um, thank you to Peterson Smith, Equine Hospital and Complete Care. They get our first half partnership. Sham Chevy gets our second half. So we'll be right back. Nutrients, mm -hmm. it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back! 
to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. We are in the Showcase Properties of Central Florida Studios, broadcasting from the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. I'm Louisa Button, host of the Horse Talk Show, and I have a very special guest, top equestrian Carly McCutcheon, and we have been talking a little bit about her family, her background, um, growing up with her family, of course, very, very well known in the horse world, mum and dad, and um, an uncle, and and does Cade ride? Does your brother ride? Yes, he rides too. Um, so, so quite a family, um, and uh, wonderful to have her here. And having seen her just a couple of weeks ago, the World Equestrian Center I was absolutely blown away. She was competing against some of the top riders uh, in the sport, and at her age, a fraction of some of them. Uh, it's pretty impressive to see a young lady so successful homeschooling, getting good grades, doing online classes, and, um, and competing both in reigning and quickly changing hats, literally, um, to, to show jumping against some of the best of the best. So really impressive. Um, but I was actually asking you right before the break, Carly, how, how do you feel? Do you feel, do you get intimidated at all when you get out there in the... And, and you see some of the names, and, and, and I read about you that you have to stay out of your head, which yeah. is actually, I think, the key to success <laughs> with riding is if you think too hard right. about, oh, I'm competing in a big show and big riders and big names, and that can actually be, you know, something right. you've got to work on up here, right? <laughs> well, for me, I have to stay out of my head by not thinking about everything that could go wrong, more just thinking about the things that I know how to do and just making myself stick with plan A and stick with it, but as far as, I don't really get intimidated as much as I feel lucky to, like I'm very grateful to be, to be able to be in that situation and I'm grateful to have the horses that I have and my family who are behind me, they just, they make me feel confident and support what I love and I'm more grateful and I just love watching all those top riders like Tracy and Aaron, Tracy who Fanny wins and Aaron yeah. Bale's been winning everything, yeah. right? He's been keeping up lately. <laughs> that is Tracy. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh Tracy. yes, it is. She won, didn't she win Equestrian of the Year mm -hmm. last she year? She did. Yeah, yeah USC Equestrian yeah, of the Year. She's, yeah, she's she's an amazing rider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she would definitely be a mentor of yours. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah, I look up to her. She's an amazing rider, and yes, she me, is yeah. indeed. T tell us about some of the riders. So Aaron Vale. Tracy Fenny, are there any others that you really like to watch and, and learn from when they're out there in action? There's so many. I love, I mean, there's just so many top riders that I love to watch. I feel like there's something that you can learn from everyone. Even here, I've seen a lot of new riders, new professionals that I hadn't seen much before that I've really love to watch in the hunter and jumper ring so um. talk to us about hunter and jumper because some, some of our listeners i know i get stopped several times a day by people who say oh gosh we always watch the show and or listen <laughs> to the show and, and and some of them are either new in the horse world or maybe not in the horse world at all that's amazing look at that um tell us about hunter and jumper so I love, I love to do both really, but for me the hunters are good for me to go in there and stay disciplined and keeping a correct position in the thinking ring. Thinking about your equitation. And, right, and thinking about all the things that you want to do to make sure that the horses jump well and land and get down the lines and land on the leads and you know all the distances have to be just right. and. I am a little bit of a perfectionist in the show ring, so that's one thing that I love about the hunters is just 
feeling, having a great round is just such a good feeling and the hunters and jumpers both, but to me especially in the hunters because it's so technical and precise. You have to think about right. everything, so <laughs> precise and be just absolutely spot on. Do you watch yourself afterwards in, in the Hunters where you've got someone videoing it or you oh, yeah. can watch it? And do you critique yourself? I do, for sure. I love to watch my videos immediately after I show just because I'm thinking about it and it's in my head and I think, oh, I should have done this. Like in this video, i already too slow to the first <laughs> jump. <laughs> I was. You like to critique yep, yourself. I was third in this class, and I think that first jump cost me from. Do you? Mm-hmm. And so now switching it up to when you think when you think about show jumping, are you thinking much less about your position and your equitation um, in show jumping, or do you still think about that? Do you try I to keep yourself? I still think about it. I still try and stay. I feel like if you're too kind of far away from the equitation, I definitely think I can get in the way of my horses. Whereas I feel like if I stay with the style of riding that I was taught, it helps for my horses to go around and understand what I'm telling them, but also me staying out of their way so they can do their job. Exactly, so you don't change things really a whole lot. You're still trying to ride well and, right. and focus on, on doing what your horses are used to and what you've trained them, obviously, to be ridden by you. Tell us a little bit about your horses. Tell us about um, their names, their personalities, um, and, and you know, are they yours? Do you ride for other people? Um, so right now I have my two jumpers, um, MTM Unexpected and MTM Fortunate, and mm -hmm. they're both from MTM Farm, Mike McCormick and Tracy Fenny. And they have just taught me so much. Um, MTM Unexpected was my first real jumper. He took me from the high children's jumpers to my first Grand Prix win. So that horse means a lot to me. He's done a lot for me. and. We call him Slim in the barn, and he's <laughs> quite the character. Crazy. <laughs> he's very spoiled. Got quite a personality. Mm -hmm. Yep, and so does, he's a 10-year-old. We bought him when he was seven, and um, MTM Fortunate, we uh, bought him when he was 13, and he's 15 now. And I started showing him in the medium junior jumpers, and we actually just started moving up to being consistent and doing the Grand Prix, and it's a lot of fun to show a horse like that that's more experienced and has shown in those classes and knows how to do it and he just makes me very confident. So are those both horses that Tracy had competed on? Um, no, oh. actually the um, MTM Fortunate they had actually just imported um, from Europe and we bought him right away so um, I don't think anyone got to show him there. I think I just took him. Really? <laughs> yeah. My gosh, so this is really a horse that you've brought up then? Well, he was already 13 when we bought him, so, so he, he had already done a lot, and mm -hmm. he's he's smarter than me. He's better at this than I am, so it's fun to have one that knows his job. And MTM Unexpected, um, Dory Douglas showed him. Um, when we were bought him, she was showing him, so... It was just fun. I just love having him because we've kind of grown up together and learned a lot together. So That's awesome. So do you think that maybe later on in your career you might be interested in starting young horses off yourself? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it just depends. I'd like to... There's so many different things that I want to do, so we'll see. <laughs> do you see yourself going on with the reining and the, and the jumping both? Or do you see at some point you might do one or the other? Um, right now, I love to do both. I love the rainers and the hunters and jumpers. But I think for me, the jump hunters and jumpers is what I want to do as a career. You're incredible to watch. So <laughs> Thank absolutely you. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Uh, we are going to come back in just a few minutes. Um, we have another segment with Carly that we're going to chat a little bit more and um, wrap it up with her. And she's going to stay with us at the end of the show. Then we'll have um, the Rulan University segment on for you. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay. 
and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter, and younger you. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, a broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. We are in the showcase properties of Central Florida Studio and the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. And my special guest co-host this week, while Jody Everton is out on the road traveling to see her family, is top equestrian Carly McCutcheon. Carly, we've been talking a little bit about um, your, some of your successes in, in, in horse riding, both the English and Western world. Do you have any really funny stories? Oh. I bet you have some crazy things happen sometimes, right? I've had some crazy things happen, but funny what's stories? the Yes, what's the like craziest thing that's ever happened to you at a horse show? Well, I don't know if this is crazy or kind of sad, but I broke my collarbone when I was 12, and then a week later I showed at a raining show. That's the picture we have, Gigi. <laughs> We have a picture <laughs> of you showing, and With you've got a sling. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. How did you do that? So I had um, shown in, I think it was like a meander 20 school in class, and I went back out just to do a couple more practice jumps, and the mare I was riding, she just tripped and flipped over, and she didn't land on me, but I just hit the ground so hard on my back that I... Broke my collarbone. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and you went ahead and rode with a broken well, collarbone? That's <laughs> that show, it's the NRBC and that's one of the biggest raining shows, so I didn't want to miss it and it didn't feel great, but I mean I'm glad I did it. <laughs> How did you do that with that on? So they had the brace and then they took like a back brace and sewed so my arm wouldn't move because my arm was fine, it was just my collarbone. So holding my arm in place just... You did all that with, um, yes, wow. <laughs> okay, so I'm impressed. I think top, top equestrian <laughs> probably is what we need to put. That's incredible. Now that has to have hurt, right? Um, well, it didn't feel great, but actually, like, warming up, it hurt a lot. But once you go in the show ring, I think, like, my adrenaline just took over and I was just not even thinking about it anymore. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> okay, I'm really impressed. So, um, God, I've absolutely, that's mind, that's mind blowing that you did. I, we saw that photo when Gigi and I were getting things ready for the show, and, and Gigi goes, Look, she's, what's she got on? I said, Oh, yeah, she does, you're right. Competing like that. Oh, my, that's, um, so that's quite challenging. So, your family, big supporters, yes, mm -hmm. obviously, yeah, they're big in the, in the horse world, like right. a huge, huge name. <laughs> Um, how do they, uh, obviously they support you and help you, but mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your family and, and who trains you and how, how that helps you. So really my whole family is the whole, the entire horses for me. My, um, my dad and my brother are professionals um, in the reining and then my mom is a non-pro in the reining, but they're all very successful and they love what they do and love the horses so they help me at the raining shows and then 
My grandmother, she um, helps me here with the hunters and jumpers. Really? Yeah. So you've kind of got yep. <laughs> some great photos here oh, um, you. that you that if you're watching, not listening. If you're listening, then you can always go back to Facebook or Apple's <laughs> TV and watch. But um, but these are wonderful. And something we were talking about earlier is, you know, it's not all about the ribbons. Mm -hmm. um, you win a lot of ribbons. <laughs> you, you said you're very, very, um, you're very competitive. That's a good thing, right? I mean, you've got that desire to win. But I, I sense from what I gather about your love of the horse, that you love the horse and the horse really comes right. first with you. And I think that's something that our listeners and viewers love to hear, that even though you're competitive and love to win, you love the horse. And, and clearly you're very attached to yours. Yeah, for sure. To me, it's the ribbons will come when I really think more about you know, getting in the ring, trying to make myself better and my horse better and work together as a team. And that's how I end up doing better is when I'm not thinking about, oh, you have to win, you have to be perfect, you have to get this score. It's more when I'm thinking about the things that I've learned and how I just want to get my horse better and myself better. And that's just what makes the results start to show up a little bit better. It's incredible. I think that your focus um, obviously, between your schoolwork and your um, competing in two different sports, um, two different horse sports like this at this level, um, and even being the youngest ever um, to win the uh, the one title that we were discussing earlier is really a, it's incredible. I mean, literally, hats off to somebody of your age to be oh, accomplishing you. what you are. Obviously, putting the horse first and having your family support and everything as well is just amazing. And when I when I text Carly, I said, "Well, you know, I, I need a um, a guest co-host this week. So, is this your first show you've ever done? Mm -hmm. Are you serious?" Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm impressed. Um, she's a natural. She mentioned that her dad has a show. Uh, he does. He does. What's, it's the show. It's just called, the show. It's called the show. That's all you need, right? <laughs> the show. Um, so that's very impressive. But Carly, uh, I'm just um, absolutely amazed by what you've done, what you've accomplished, what you're Thank achieving you. every day. Is there something that you would tell somebody who maybe is seven, eight, nine, ten, and looks up to you and says, wow, I want to be like oh. Carly when, I, when I'm a bit older. What's a little, maybe a tip or some advice that you would give to young riders coming up? Um, well, this sport requires a lot of hard work and determination. So if you want it that bad and you work hard enough, I think that really you can do anything because there's always people who want to support a hard worker and just keep going, keep trying every day. Do you have people like Tracy Penny and Aaron Vale and people that see you jump, do you have people actually come up and, and do they, I, I've, that photograph I saw sort of Tracy with you, but do, you, do they come up and talk to you? Do they say well done? Because I would. <laughs> I would have found you after the Grand Prix and said, well done, but wax big, you know? <laughs> um, well, I'm very lucky to be able to ride with Mike and Tracy occasionally, and I've, um, they've let me show some of their horses in the past, and they're just, they're amazing people, and they've done a lot for me, so um, it's always, if Tracy or Mike ever tells me a good job, it's like... <laughs> Highlight of You're my like, day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Can I just pinch myself? Uh -huh, mm -hmm. much. Yes, I, I imagine that that has to be the way it feels. Just, just to be out there, and you've obviously got the right mindset, like you said. Okay. You know it. You like to win, but that's not what your focus is when you're when you're in the ring. And I love this. <laughs> Tell me about this. Kelsey's Horse Streets. That's that's the way to go, right there. <laughs> I have never ever heard of them. Oh yeah, you got them. But I am now them. going to get them. Yes, can I get them to. around here? You can get them at a lot of tax stores. Really? Um, I, and you online, can get them I'm at sure. Right? Oh yeah, you can get them online. You can get them at Farm Vet. And that Kelsey's. horse is actually so picky too. Really? Uh huh. He he's got a serious. He which horse is this? This is uh, MT Unfortunate. We call him ah, Chicago. Chicago. Uh huh. How did he get that name? I don't know. <laughs> he's just Chicago but he likes those treats he loves them I could see that he was like that was a perfect timing picture right yeah. there he recognized the bag uh -huh, what do you really... like about Kelsey's treats you have to tell me everything and Dr. Chaos we hope you're not listening <laughs> yeah. he's not an easy keeper is he well they're they're 
all the, all natural, and they have oh, their pumpkin good. spice flavored. Pumpkin spice. They're, yeah, they're very nice. Mm. Uh -huh. All natural's good. Uh huh. Oh, uh -huh. damn. No sugar, hopefully. <laughs> Carly, I want to thank you so much. I am so oh, impressed with you. Thank Carly's you. going to be with us till the end of the show, but we've got one last segment coming up. We've got Dr. Alberto Rulan telling us about Rulan University. Dr. Rulan has Epic Equine Performance and Innovative Center, where I was last Saturday being a horse. But that's to come later in another show. We're looking forward to it. But stay with us for Rulan University with Dr. Alberto Rulan. We'll be right back. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television on all smart TV platforms, here for a visit at the Equine Performance and Innovative Center with Dr. Alberto Rulan, the founder and owner of this uh, wonderful organization taking care of horses uh, in their rehabilitation, either post-surgery, post-injury. Um, very, very pleased to be here. The reason I'm attired in uh, shorts and flip-flops is because I'm going to be a horse today and um, find out what it's like to be in the care of Dr. Rulan and his staff here in this wonderful facility. But what I'd like to do now is uh, introduce Dr. Rulan again to you and talk a little bit about Rulan University, which I'm actually very interested in hearing more about. Dr. Rulan, thank you so much for having us here today. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Um, Rulan University. Oh, my name is Alberto Rulan. <laughs> with Equine Performance Innovative Center, and do you want me to just, yes. just keep talking? Just, um, start to just start to tell us a little bit about, um, so I know there's, uh, it's a very innovative course, first of all, and there's several different areas that you can actually learn uh, about, uh, starting of course with equine anot uh, anatomy. So talk a little bit about that to start with, and then we'll go kind of to the critical care in the other areas. Good, so let's start a little bit with uh, the history. Why? Why do we have... Why? Good question. <laughs> why, why Roland University? And I have been involved in the equine industry, like you know, since I was a baby, right? I was born on a farm. And I always wanted to learn how to be a technician because I wanted to be a veterinarian in the future. And I wanted to learn how to take care of my animals and help the vets. So there was no course in town that could help me how to be a horse technician. So the idea occurred to me that I wanted to start then learning to be a technician. So I, I traveled all over the United States. I took courses here and there, but they were never completely satisfied to me as a technician to produce a good result, right? So then I became a veterinarian. Let's leap forward, many years forward. and. I was hiring veterinary technicians and they were coming with a degree of quote-unquote veterinary technician, but they were just not able to produce the product of a veterinary technician. So it occurs to me, hey, why don't I just start training people? So it just started by training people that were coming from um, other areas of the United States, all the world, and we started training them and teaching them how to take x-rays or radiograph, how to put bandages on, how to do IVs, and they were coming out with us with really, really good experience. So we kept developing a program, slowly and slowly developing a program until 
with COVID came and all our program was hands-on. They have to come here. Then with COVID, we see the opportunity, hey, why don't we just do this online and we put it all over the world? So what we created is a hybrid of a really well-instructed veterinary technician program where you can do online courses and learn the things that they do not teach you in technician school. So a lot of people that take our course are actually already went to technician school or are veterinarians already or young veterinarians. And we basically teach what they don't teach in schools. As simple as that. And so far has been very, very successful, great acceptance. People come here and the other day someone told me, hey, you taught me in half an hour of an x-ray lecture what I couldn't learn in four years of vet school. Isn't that powerful? That was so powerful. That's so amazing. that's the why. That's the why. So tell us a little bit about the length of the courses and kind of the content as far as I know there's equine anatomy, um, critical care obviously, which is very important. And I know uh, you've mentioned a couple of times that it's kind of innovative. So there's a lot of learning about um, like rehab as well and, and kind of aftercare, right? Yes. So my, our purpose is to then teach students how to do procedures that you have to do hands-on. So we go on step-by-step -step process in a, what we call a gradient. So we start very basic. Mm -hmm. And what's the most basic thing about a horse, the thing that everybody needs to do, to know, is that the anatomy, right? <laughs> right? What's, well, they have four feet, and what's inside the feet? What is in a joint? What is in a tendon? Every horse groom, trainer, technician, veterinarian, need to have a basic concept of anatomy to be successful. So we really emphasize that. Uh, we cannot overemphasize the anatomy of the horse. So in addition to that, once they learn the anatomy, then we go and teach how to study what's wrong with the horse and how to help putting bandages on, for example, right? And let's say you have a horse that is sick, you need blood. How to get blood? Simple things like you sometimes see someone's going to take blood from a horse. What's the first thing the horse is going to do? Back out. They don't like it, right? right? Well, we teach the technicians hey, how to draw blood from the horse so they actually do not back out. So they are not scared of the horse. Things like that, which are quote unquote common sense horse things, but we have also discovered that there's no no common sense. You have to you have to teach it, right? Common sense is so so strange. So we really try to put common sense in the open. Um, we do the same for rehab. How to properly swim a horse? You say, oh yeah, we just take a horse and swim it. Well, there are certain steps that you should know when swimming a horse. How to expect their behavior? And the same thing with the other rehab th modalities. We explain the basics of laser therapy, vibration plate. Um, Eurocyzer, any any rehab modality which we use here in the in our innovative center, and then we can go further. We have two modules that are quite advanced, which is about teaching the student, whether a veterinarian or a technician, more in depth about radiograph, more in depth about rehab manipulation, muscle manipulations, etc. And then we can get, once they get the basics, then we start jumping to the more advanced. So it's a very well-rounded program and covers all the bases. Well-rounded program. And what I forgot to tell you, what I haven't told you yet, which is the coolest thing, what people like the most, is the hands-on. Then they come here. And the easiest thing, if they qualify, we actually have housing for them, for them. So a lot of people that come from other countries or other states, we can provide housing if they qualify at no cost. Um, because right now, finding housing in Ocala is extremely difficult. No <laughs> yes. Um, so the hands-on with instructors, and this instructors being someone who has gone through the program already, veterinarians who are very experienced on any subject that is being taught. And then they actually do it, once they do it on practice, then they can do it on real patients, which is the coolest thing. To this day, we don't know many programs that provide that.
I, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. That's incredible. Yes, yes, we are very proud of it. And now the hybrid part of our program, which we just launched it several months ago, is we are very excited because we are not, we're really expanding this knowledge all through the world, which is amazing. And how can people find out more information? They're going to go online. They're going to uh, probably going to. Most people will just be googling Ruland University. Um, that's the best way. And there's some videos and some other information on there. That's exactly right. They Google Ruland University and RulandUniversity.com, or Google my name, mm -hmm. and they'll find it very easy. We'll, we make it very easy. Dr. Roland, thank you so much for all that information. That's wonderful. It sounds like an absolutely amazing course. Uh, it sounds like a wonderful thing to take, especially if you're planning to be here in the horse capital of the world where you couldn't know too much about horses. I'm Louisa Barton at the Equine Performance and Innovative Center in Ocala, Florida, for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Well, that was a great visit to Epic on Saturday, and we will be sharing in the future some very funny videos of Louisa Barton being a horse, and Carly McCutcheon wants to see them, so we'll get those prepared and make sure we tag you. Carly, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Wonderful to talk to you. Congratulations on all your accomplishments. Thank you. She's an amazing young lady. You should follow her and see all of her future accomplishments. I have a feeling we'll see her at the Olympics. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around until the same time next week.